Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Switch Statement Podcast. It's a podcast for investigations into miscellaneous tech topics. Today is show and tell, and we're talking about Null. Hey, John. How are you doing? Hi, Matt. I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing all right. Just trying to get through this bout of the vid. The vid? Yeah, that's what I think that's what they're calling it. Yeah, no, all the cool kids are definitely calling it the vid. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that has come into favor, like za as a shortening of... A pizza? Yeah. I've been really getting into Scrabble videos and... uh, Abble. uh, (laughs) um, Za is is an allowed Scrabble word. No way. And its definition is an abbreviation of pizza. Yep. Wow, man, Scrabble just doesn't care about the sanctity of its... Yeah, you just need to have a whole different mindset when it comes to Scrabble because being like required to use words that you've ever heard of, you just have to let go of that uh, yeah. shibboleth. <laughs> man, can you imagine like the upheaval in the Scrabble universe when a new two-letter word is in- invented with a 10? A 10 value in the tile? Yeah, well, that's isn't that, isn't that chi? Uh, chi oh, is... Oh, yeah, QI or whatever? QI, yeah. Ah, oh, um, insane. We should talk about Scrabble rules one day. Dude. Yeah, new programming language. You have to write it in orthogonally placed words. Uh, all right, so today we're doing show and tell, and I have brought a topic that is just ridiculously interesting. Oh. Null. Oh, what? No. Yeah, man. Null. Dude, just, let's just end the podcast. Yeah, we, that audio should just cut out. This is the null episode. Yeah, so this is an episode about null. Null is one of my favorite sort of love-hate relationship things in programming. So what is null? Null pointer or a null reference, it's a value that indicates that a pointer or reference does not refer to a valid object. Mm, okay. So in, okay. Yeah. So in other words, if you say something is null, it's kind of non-existent. And if right. you try to you know, communicate with it in any way, if you try to dereference it, you will have errors. So, And there's other similar concepts. There's undefined in JavaScript which means that a variable has been declared, but it hasn't been set to anything yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And JavaScript is super interesting because null and undefined are two separate things. So if something is null, it's not undefined and and vice versa. So you often see code that checks for both. There's also a concept called uninitialized, which is similar to undefined, but like in C, for instance, if you just create a pointer but don't set it to anything it will be uninitialized, mm-hmm. which, which is undefined behavior, which is even more scary because it might actually point to something. It might point right. to something real. <laughs> so I don't know. It's an it's a interesting concept. A lot of times null is used as a sentinel value. Mm-hmm. Like common use cases, like if you have a list or something, it'll represent the end of the list. So if you're iterating over each item, you go until you hit null, and that's that's when you kind of know that you can stop. Stop now. A null pointer is that is that a special value of a pointer? Like it, it's a it's a value that represents that a pointer points to nothing. Yeah, my understanding of null pointer, like in C plus plus, for instance, is it's some constant 
that it's guaranteed that no other pointer will ever be that constant. Like zero, and, for example. And yeah. every null pointer has the sa- that same constant value. Yes. Yeah, which actually, <laughs> uh, I'll skip ahead to Dijkstra's quote about null. Okay. So we mentioned this last time or maybe a couple times ago, but I absolutely love Dijkstra. Uh, he's quite possibly my favorite software engineer. And his quote game is just like, it's ridiculous. He's like a <laughs> comedian. But so he, so when uh, this guy was originally inventing Null, which I will talk about the guy who invented Null in just a minute, but Dijkstra compared a Null pointer reference to a promiscuous adulterer. <laughs> <laughs> and he noted that uh, if every bachelor is pointing to the same object structure, it will seem like a polyamorous marriage, <laughs> which is just such a bizarre. <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, Dykstra being amazing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of history of Null because it's kind of interesting. It was invented by a guy named Charles Anthony Richard Hoare, where some people call him Tony. Or some people call him C-A-R whore. You'll see that a lot if you uh, Mm -hmm. look at Wikipedia or something. It was invented around the 60s. And years later, Charles Anthony Richard Hoare referred to Null as a billion-dollar mistake. Yeah, see, this is I've heard that quote before. I guess I'm just not convinced that... It just feels like there's so many times where having the ability to have something be null like is a useful thing like it is useful to do and no i I guess yeah i'm not convinced that if no one had the ability to ever reference null or ever use a null that like our programs would just be like magically way safer (laughs) Uh, yeah but no it, it is it's interesting because you need that ability to kind of represent nothing right like that comes up in programming all the time. How would you represent the end of a list if you didn't have null? You know, I right. guess you'd, you'd always have to just know exactly how many things are in the list and just stop once you reach that point or something. But and and maybe that's his point is maybe there is always some solution and it's better to use that solution. But yeah, I sort of agree with you. It seems like a very practical thing ability to have is to be able to represent nothing. It's so funny because I feel like I, yeah, I literally don't even know. Because like, I guess in, it, the idea is you just always, if you have a variable, it always has a type and it always has to have something of that type in that variable. And right. I guess you could always like re rework your code so that you don't ever define a, you know, you never wind up assigning something that isn't defined. But I just don't even like it just feels like that it has to that has to come from somewhere. I guess it's just like if you like if you have a function and it doesn't re- return the real thing, it would throw and then yeah. like and then that's it. Like you would just have this crazy like like throw like catch try catch kind of logic where it's like you're assigning something you call the function and then it is definitely that thing or you're in this catch logic where you don't have to worry about the fact that it could be but that just feels like it would be like grosser like like (laughs) way like more complicated yeah it i don't know i've i haven't extensively used languages that 
don't have null. Are there languages that don't have null? I think there are. I mean, there's, there's always some concept of like, like maybe Haskell doesn't have null. Let's check this. Does Haskell have null? I'm literally Googling this right now. Uh, Do it live. Haskell does not have null. Uh, this is a design feature. It completely prevents any possibility of your code crashing due to null pointer exception. Uh, okay, so they're not saying how Haskell represents null. Um, but I think, ah, okay, they have a maybe. Yeah. Um, which I vaguely remember. I <laughs> Way back in the day, I did a little Haskell because I was curious. Uh, and yeah, the, the way maybe works is if you have a reference to a maybe, you always have to pattern match on it, you know? So you, you always have to handle this case of like, there wasn't something. So maybe not. You have to yeah. catch on the maybe not. <laughs> exactly. You have to catch on the maybe not. So anyway, it's, and actually this is something I was going to talk about a little bit later, but a lot of languages have sort of made up for the, the frailties of null by introducing more abstractions like Java has something called an option or optional where it's basically saying, you know, instead of having a function return null, which is dangerous, you can have a function return an option, which is telling the client in the signature of the function that like, hey, you know, this function might not actually return anything. And it also sort of, it gives you this object that you sort of have to deal with, um, which a lot of people find that to be a little nicer. I think I would agree with those people. Um, in Java, are you always allowed to return, like with Java's TypeScript type system, excuse me, yeah. um, you're always allowed to return null, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is... See, that's what's crazy to me. Yeah. And I, this was my sort of first real introduction to null was the Java language. And I do think, I mean, going back to the billion dollar mistake thing, I would completely agree with with that logic in Java. Because in Java, you just never know if something is null or not. And there's so many cases where something can you know, be null and it just gets passed along this super long chain of logic. You don't know where it came from. Um, and yeah, it feels safe to dereference it, but you get a null pointer exception. Also, another language, Objective-C. So I did a bunch of Objective-C for iOS mobile development. And Objective-C, at least to me, has a completely bizarre handling of null. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called nil in the Objective-C language. But whenever you, it's called passing a message. Whenever you pass a message to nil, it just returns nil. So if anything in your code is nil, you wind up with these situations where your code doesn't error, but like nothing is actually working. <laughs> Like you can have this really long block of code where the whole thing just runs and no, it doesn't throw any exceptions or anything. And it even like, you know, like even to the user, it might just like render nothing. But the actual error is like the first line of this massive yeah. block of code. So it's, uh, I don't know. On the one hand, maybe it leads to a better user experience in cases where there's it bugs in the code, but on the other hand, it makes it very hard to find issues. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's one thing that feels really bad and I actually, you know, I've, I mean, most of my programming experience for the last 
five years has been in TypeScript. And when you're using like, I mean, TypeScript's going to let you do, you let you configure it in any of a bunch of different ways. But like when you enforce strict types with TypeScript, it feels like this really powerful combination of if you say something is returning a type from a function, like it has to be that thing unless Mm -hmm. you say that it can be undefined or it can be null. And like that just feels like the right, I mean, and you know, I don't know. JavaScript obviously under the hood is going to let you do whatever the hell you want, but like, (laughs) um, but I feel like TypeScript does enforce this really useful bound where, I don't know, you just say, at least when I'm programming, it's like, yeah, this is going to be a, a, a foo returned from this function. And unless someone is doing something un, like a pretty small set of like unsafe operations, it's going to be a foo, you know? Yeah. And then like, if, if it's not a foo, you're going to be able to look and there's going to be this very clear line of code where someone like casted it to a foo and you're like, okay, well, clearly like that was the, that was the part where it was like unsafe to do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. TypeScript, uh, is an amazing language and has, uh, there's a feature that uh, that many languages have called null safety. A lot of modern languages will have this, where whether something can be null or not is actually part of the type. Right. And this is sort of what type TypeScript has, where you can specify a type as, just like you're saying, you know, it's either an int or it's null. And, you know, you're literally doing that with a union type a lot of the times in TypeScript. Um, other languages like, you know, Kotlin, for instance, you can use the question mark, which you can do the question mark in TypeScript too, right? Where it's, um, it's interesting. I, the question mark is on fields. I don't think the type ever has a question mark itself. Um, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure about that, but in Kotlin, you can say something is nullable or not by having a type or a question mark at the end of the type. And other languages allow you to do this in various ways. Like Dart also has null safety. Other languages refer to this as void safety, by the way, mm. which I thought was just a cooler name. Just sounds sounds intense. Well, what is void? Well, that's the thing is like a lot of... So there's different words for this null concept. Like Python, it's called none. I mentioned Objective-C, it's called nil. Some languages actually call this void, which to me is confusing because I think of void as, you know, basically a function that doesn't return. But I guess in some languages, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's so like, it's so funny because I, uh, like, when we're talking about this, I want to come up with like physical metaphors for yeah. these various things, but it very quick, quickly like runs out of, like, because JavaScript and TypeScript, like, there's a void, there's an undefined. There's a no, like if there's one indictment of, of those languages, it's like how many ways there's also unknown, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like how many yeah. different ways can there be to like just de- define like nothing. Um, but void has always been the most mysterious one because like you can't return void, but you can declare right. that something does return void. Uh <laughs> Yeah. But if you return at all, isn't that returning undefined? Right. Well, I think different languages just handle this differently, you know, where like in C++, if you try to say like, 
some variable equals the result of a void returning function, it just won't compile, you know? Hmm. So, but I think in some languages you can say like some variable equals this void returning function. Like you can do that in Python and I think it just is equal to none. None, yeah. Um, Now what is, um, because doesn't void star allow you to do like super powerful things in uh, in C and C++? (laughs) Uh, Oh God. Yeah, no, the void pointer, the dreaded void pointer, which I don't, I mean, I don't know how the void pointer works. I know that it essentially allows you to pass anything. Like you can pass functions, you can pass, um, you know, pointers to things, references to whatever. So it's, I think it's kind of like this any style pointer. Um, right. It's just extremely permissive. But I don't know. I've always sort of thought of the void pointer as a smell. Like I'm sure there's some cases where it's it's necessary, but I don't know. Yeah, my understanding, like, and very, it's very cursory, is that void star allows you to get around the fact that you don't have functions as a first-class citizen in C-style languages. So you could, like, pass a callback as a void star, and then, like, you could call it from within that function. Yeah. Okay. Right, which now they have... You know, C C plus plus today has like function types where you can you can basically have something that extends from function. There's also anonymous functions, so there's like features in the language that I think are probably more uh, you know viewed as you should use those instead of using the void pointer. But yeah, I think I think what you're saying is true. Where like originally in C or something, this would allow you to implement a callback type system, right? Um. Yeah, what else did I want to say? We talked about null safety. Oh, yeah, and if you do have a language that has null safety, it will often provide additional operators that allow you to safely act on an object that could be null. Like the question dot operator allows you to sort of safely traverse the fields of an object, and it will all just resolve to null. Like if the original object is null, you know, this big chain of like question dots will just all resolve to null. And isn't that the uh, Elvis operator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's commonly referred to the Elvis operator because of the swishy hair that the question mark sort of looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite operators. Maybe the, uh, what is it, the UFO operator is only slightly... Oh, above. I don't know that I've heard <laughs> of the UFO operator. Uh I don't know if that's the exact name for it. Maybe spaceship operator. The uh, I think it's like a less than, a colon, and a greater than. And I can't even remember what it does, to be honest. But I just feel like I've seen that somewhere. Um, but yeah, and I guess uh, that's that was Null. I don't really have anything else to chat about. I've just always found Null to be this really interesting concept. So I wanted to look into the history of it a little bit. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, no, I love, I don't know. It, it is, it, it's one of those things where it, it's surprisingly fascinating, like how many different ways there are. Cause it's, it's actually one of the ways I think in which programming languages differ the most from one to the next. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. It's fascinating. I think every programming language sort of views it as one of those things that the other languages get wrong. Yeah. So so they try to, you know, quote unquote, fix it. But invariably, the way they fix it also has a bunch of wrongness. Exactly. Now there's 15 different ways to (laughs) represent undefined and null. So 
Um, yeah. We still have not. <laughs> I don't think we found the the one true way uh, just yet. I no. think it's kind of it, ha- it suffers from like a, a Girdle's theory of incompleteness. Like you're never <laughs> going to be able to find with uh, find a undefined system that or a null system that's going to satisfy all of the different requirements. Yeah. Now let's just give up. This is why it's good that GPT is just going to start taking over in a couple of years, so we just won't have to worry about this problem anymore. Yep. 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 All right. Well, I will see you next time, John. See you next time. Bye.